Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Amy Wan. Thanks for being on the show again, Amy. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I really appreciate you being on and doing really a series of shows and just laying out numerous topics that that are so important that we all need to know about. And, um, you know, I would encourage uh, guests to go back and, and listen to to show uh, WS134. That was the first show with Amy, and she really talked a lot about her background. And, and uh, you know, I want to point out, uh, you know, her company called Bootstrap Legal, which she's a founder and, and uh, CEO of. Uh, but anyway, Amy's uh, very well known, and, and uh, I met her as or she was speaking at uh, the Best Ever Conference uh, last year. And uh, but Amy, you know, uh, today, or you know, we want to talk about uh, you know people that say they want to crowdfund and and go into that a little bit, right? Yes, definitely. So get us started. You know, is that something I should consider or not, and why, and and where do we go to figure it out? Yeah, sure. So maybe let's start off with. Um what crowdfunding is not, right? And so crowdfunding is not a way to make money rain from the sky. (laughs) Um, It is not a way for folks to, you know, go find capital when they have no other ways of finding capital. I just want to make that really clear. Um, I always get a lot of calls I got one last week, right? From someone who was like, Hey, I want to do a $50 million offering. And I was like, great. Okay. Um, and they're like, and I want to build a real estate crowdfunding platform. I'm like, Oh, Hmm. Okay. Uh, and so as we were going into conversations about why and what, what specific projects he wanted to do and stuff like that, um, the story was they wanted to raise $50 million for, uh, an office building. And I asked him, you know, like how much money can you from your investor base actually bring to the table? Um, and they said $1 million. And I said, okay, well, are you going to get financing on this project? Because then you don't have to raise all $50 million. Maybe you only have to raise like, you know, 10 or 20 and they didn't want to bring financing. Mm. And so, this is where a lot of people, I think, have unrealistic expectations. If you can only raise one yourself and you want to go to the crowd to get the other $49 million, um, it, you're going to be very, very hard-pressed to do that, right? Um, and, and there are ways that you can bridge the gap in what you need versus what you can bring to the table without crowdfunding too. And so we can talk about that. But I guess maybe first let's talk about um, what are the types of crowdfunding, right? And there are okay. four types. So the first type is donation-based crowdfunding. And that's like GoFundMe, right? So it's um, like if, if I go and put up a GoFundMe page, um, then you, Whitney, you give me $5 and in return you get good, happy feelings, right? So that's not what we really do in the real estate industry. Uh, There's also rewards-based crowdfunding. So that's Kickstarter, Indiegogo, right? If I am doing a rewards-based crowdfunding campaign to, I don't know, like make really cool pens, then you, Whitney, give me $5 and I give you the first edition of this really cool pen. Um, Again, not what we do 
in the real estate industry so often. The other two um, are what I really call investment crowdfunding. And these are the ones that real estate um, folks can use. Um, most of your listeners will be using what we call equity-based crowdfunding, right? And so that is, I'm raising for a real estate project. Um, I, I already have a, a loan term sheet or something like that. So I've got financing. I just want to bring the equity piece to the table because I don't have that capital myself or I'm trying to conserve my capital, right? And so... I will go ask the crowd, hey, um, just like I would in a uh, regular real estate syndication where I'm doing like a 506B or a private offering. Instead, I'm going to go to the crowd. I'm going to advertise, give me this equity um, money and you guys will get a return on investment. And then the last one is debt-based crowdfunding. And there's a lot of um, real estate debt uh, crowdfunding platforms out there. Um, you know, the one I was general counsel at previously was Patch of Land. There's a ton of them now, right? Uh, I, I can't even remember. There, there's also ones that don't have to do with real estate. So you guys might have heard of Lending Club, Prosper, Funding Circles. Those will do uh, debt crowdfunding to um, individuals. They will do them to small businesses. You can do it for your startup, whatever, right? Um, so those are really the four types. Um, the what we're really going to concentrate on today is equity-based crowdfunding, where you're being the, bringing the equity piece of the pie to the table. Nice. I think the next thing to tackle is who should be doing it and who should not be doing it. And I kind of alluded to this in the last episode that we did, right? So, you know, there are different types of crowdfunding. We caught we talked about accredited crowding crowdfunding, Rule 56C, which is probably the type of crowdfunding that um, people in the real estate space tend to do the most if they do do it at all. Um, there are other types of crowdfunding, uh, regulation crowdfunding, regulation A+, where really it's much more of a, a niche thing and you're not really going to use it as a strategy unless uh, there's really good justification for it. Um, so the type of crowdfunding I'm really going to be concentrating on today is Regulation 56C. So Regulation 56C is, um, sorry, Rule 56C of Regulation D, right? So um, I would say folks that uh, are equipped to do this, it's probably not going to be your first deal if you're just starting off with real estate syndication. Why? Because when you go off and you generally solicit to bring in accredited investors, those investors oftentimes tend to be much more sophisticated. They're more experienced. They um, will do due diligence, right? And at the end of the day, crowdfunding has never been and will never be, hey, I bought a Google ad and I advertised my deal and someone saw it and they clicked a button and they invested like $25,000. Like if that happens at all, it happens very, very rarely um, with probably someone who, um, you know, maybe hasn't done a lot of investment before. They just won the lottery or something. Yeah, I know, I know. And, and you know, take it from me. Like I actually used to work at a real estate crowdfunding platform, right? And it was never like, oh, we do advertisements and people click and they invest. No, like... We had an entire investment relations team, right? Because people wanted to talk to someone. They wanted to make sure this isn't 
um, some Ponzi scheme. This isn't some scam or illegitimate operation that there are real people and there's a real company that operates out of a real office somewhere in the United States, right? Um, if they're close, they may want to come meet you. If they're not close, they want to know that other people invest with you, that you have a track record, that you're great with underwriting. So, you know, a lot of people tend to call and say like, oh, I don't have a list of accredited investors yet. I want to go crowdfund. And I always say, no, start off with friends and family. Why? Because you want to, you don't have a track record yet, right? You want to build your track record and who is going to trust you more than friends and family. And hey, maybe when you get one or two or three uh, deals funded with friends and family that are paying out, maybe one of them exits very quickly, whatever. And then you start getting more and more accredited investors, right? That you're meeting through meetups or, you know, like podcasts that you do or, you know, uh, networking events, you know, at, at Joe's conferences or whatever. Um, once you start getting that track record um, underway, then it's a lot easier uh, for people to invest in you. A, because you can say, hey, these were the last three deals that I did, right? You can give them examples. Um, if they want to talk to one of your other investors, you can refer them to one of your friends and family um, because you will have had practice ex and experience um, talking with your friends and family and selling them on this deal, right? Um, and so when the hard questions come, hopefully your friends and family have asked them of you, them of you before. And so you will actually know what kind of answers to give. Right. And so I would say accredited crowdfunding is really good for your um, person who is not just a beginning real estate syndicator. I think a lot of people always come in through the door thinking it's the answer to all my problems. And I'm just telling you it isn't. Right. Here's the other thing I think that there are ways to utilize accredited crowdfunding much more effectively. And then there are ways to, to waste a lot of money doing it, right? Um, if you are truly going to use it effectively, I would say at the bare minimum, have a website, right? Have your website set up so that um, it is able to do this. And, you know, you, while you can go and use one of the white label crowdfunding platforms, you don't have to. There are much, much cheaper options of doing this. And, and I say this because, you know, I've been in real estate crowdfunding since 20, the beginning of 2014. And I've seen people, you know, they've wanted to reinvent everything from scratch. They want to go hire this tech team or this outsource dev team and spend, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars building a real estate crowdfunding platform, or they even want to go white label one. You don't have to do that, right? The technology is not going to be what takes your business and makes it super scalable. There's not going to be a great ROI because, you know, real estate crowdfunding sites are a dime a dozen. There's so many out there. You know, I think in 2016, there were probably over a thousand of them, right? And so don't waste your money or your time trying to build all this from scratch. You don't need to, okay? They're much more effective ways of doing this. 
also, you know, um, if you're going to do this effectively, I would say you want to make sure that you have a very good marketing team, right? So you can go out and obviously tweet and, um, you know, go post on LinkedIn, um, for free, but really, you know, uh, I always tell people if you're going to do a five, six C, um, it's best if you only do it once in a while, right? Because most of your money is still going to come from your five, six B investors. Five, six C is a great way to funnel people into the pipeline that, uh, haven't previously heard of you, but uh, you don't have to do it on every single deal. And so the deals that you do do it on, make sure you're using it effectively and go out there. Do um, advertising campaigns. Go to, I don't know, pitch things. Um, go announce it at meetups, right? Because that's really the only opportunity that you can to do all that stuff. You cannot do that for your regular 506B deals. Okay. Now, having said that, there's still a lot that you can do with your 5-6B deals that does not constitute what we call advertising or general solicitation, right? Um, so when you are advertising your business in general, that's okay. Um, but advertising your business in general does not mean, um, hey, I have a, I'm raising $5 million for 123 Main Street, right? It is, you know, hey... Um, I'm Whitney Sewell and, um, I am in the business of real estate syndication, right? You, you can say that you can say what your business is. You can say, Hey, last year I, uh, you know, raised, I don't know, $200 million for real estate syndications. I did 50 projects. This project that I did, uh, five years ago, just uh, exited and we gave investors a, I don't know, uh, 40% you know, ROI or, or whatever it is. All those things you can say, right? But obviously, whatever you do say, whether you're doing a 506B or C, always run it by your attorney because you know, how you word it is everything, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and there's there's no fine line. There's no like black and white for what you can and cannot say, um, and how you say it. So you know, just just run it by your attorney because they've they've seen a lot of this kind of stuff. Okay, so I've talked about marketing. I've talked about what else is there? Just as far as crowdfunding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was just thinking about somebody that's that's very experienced in the industry. Maybe they've done you know, a dozen syndications or more, they can raise lots of capital pretty easy. You know, they've built this large track record and relationships with many investors, obviously, by that point. Uh, you know, is crowdfunding ever something that they should be like, well, wait a minute, you know, maybe I should explore this or should they just kind of keep doing what they're doing with the 506B? So, you know, um, I basically, I have a lot of clients who they're normally in the business of doing 506Bs, right? But once in a while, maybe once every like, four or five or even 10 deals, they'll cherry pick one that, you know, looks particularly good for advertising purposes. They will five or six see it, right? And they do it so that they can go out and reach a different audience of people in a different way. So normally where they, whereas they have their webinars or their email list or whatever, 
Um, if that is not sufficiently enticing to bring people um, through the process of having all that pre-existing relationship and all that stuff, um, they'll they'll go and they'll launch some ads and be like, hey. Uh, this deal on 123 Main Street, we're estimating um, the return is going to be, you know, uh, this number, asterisk, right? <laughs> and um, it, it just, you know, it, it just reaches a different audience. It's a different way for you to go find new accredited investors. And even if they do not invest in that deal, that's okay, right? Because really the main purpose of you going and doing it was to, to go find new people that one day, maybe they will invest in a, a deal down the road, um, if not that deal. But remember, like, you know, it, it, it's not always like you meet an investor and very quickly they want to give you money, right? And so that's why we say... Um, you you bring folks in through a five six C, and even if they don't invest in that one, um, you season them a little bit, right? Um, you have that conversation with them, um, or, or the the coffee or the chats. You make them fill out a survey. Hey, do you want to know more about my other deals? When you say that, do not you know refer them to any of your other deals um, that are already in existence wait until your 5-6-C offering is over, until you've had those coffees and those conversations. Um, and then the next 5-6-B deal that comes along, you can show it to them. Um, but if you have two deals running at the same time, don't because you would be breaking the exemption otherwise. Mm. There's, there's a lot of like fine details and, and nuances and stuff like that. But that's not like regulation crowdfunding. Like 506B is or C is separate or a totally different thing, right? Right. Because remember, 506C is a credit investors only. Right. If you are, so here's the thing, you know, um, you know, if you are trying to reach non accredited investors, um, like en masse, right? I really think that's like a completely different business. And for folks that I have seen do it effectively, um, and and it worked for them. It was folks where, hey, they already had a very large following. Um, maybe they exhausted their capital or they're just trying to find new ways of getting capital. But maybe they have like a list of, you know, 10,000 folks who are interested in real estate. Maybe they've been a client. Um, you know, maybe they're real estate agents. Maybe they are folks who were trying to learn about real estate syndication, right? But they were never able to invest with that person previously because they weren't accredited. Well, then you can go and you can do, you know, a regulation A plus fund for all those folks who um, normally would not be able to invest in your deal. And you can introduce them to uh, different investments that way. Um, the only thing I'll say is that, you know, in crowdfunding, there's always this uh, issue called adverse um, selection, right? Mm -hmm. The and, and you've seen this regardless of whether it's real estate or startups or whatever, is a lot of the best deals end up going to private investors. And a lot of the not as great deals end up going to the crowd, right? 
Reason being is a lot of people who come in through the funnel, they think, oh, I can't get private investors to invest in this at the valuation that I want. So I'm going to do the valuation that I want, right? Um, No one's going to check me really. And I'm going to just offer it to the crowd. And they don't really get as great deals. So they're none the wiser or they don't, they're not in the business of sitting there and, and due diligencing and, and underwriting real estate deals all day long. So what do they know, right? You tend to see a lot of those deals in the retail investor arena. Um, and, you know, it, it sucks. Um, but that's just kind of how it is. Um, but to the extent that people offer a good deal, it does tend to get filled up very quickly. Mm. But again, this this is all marketing strategy, right? Like one of the first real estate regulation A plus deals, it was Fundrise, right? And they're based out of DC. They've been real estate crowdfunding for years, right? They were doing um, a la carte deals uh, before they did their big reg A plus. But now they have several reg A plus funds, right? And, and they're all different types. There's like the Midwestern one, the Northeastern one, whatever, you know, full disclosure, I, I have made um, investments in, in um, some fundraised reg A plus deals, but um, they were really smart in how they marketed it. Um, they had this huge list of people who wanted to invest in real estate, but they weren't accredited, right? And so when they did their first reggae plus deal, they were like, okay, sign up on this wait list. So you had to sign up on a wait list before it ever launched. And then it's like, okay, we have room for, you know, some investors now. And then you got an email like 30 minutes later, like, oh, everything's been taken up. Sorry, like everyone who didn't get a chance, you'll have to stay on the wait list again. And then a week later, they opened it up again. It closed out in 45 minutes, right? Because they were doing like small batches to fill it up. And, but also, I'm sure also probably to cherry pick or whatever, to get larger checks or whatever. But it kind of created this crazy, you know, FOMO, this fear of missing out where... Yeah you know, the minute you got a fundraise, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to like log on to the fundraise site now to get my money in, you know, and it was, it was very effective. So kudos to that. I'm sure that's smart. Yeah. So anything else about crowdfunding before we have to go that, that you definitely want us to know? No, I, I think that's the most basic. Um, and, you know, if anyone has, you know, more mu- nuanced or specific questions, just feel free to hit me up. I mean, in the on the syndication side of the, I mean, you know, as far as syndicating real estate, crowd, it's going to be very rare that we would ever even consider crowdfunding. Correct? It's not rare to consider it; it is rare to actually use it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a difference, right? Yes. We might yeah. think we want to use it, but that's when we're going to consult with somebody like yourself. Yeah. Um, all right, Amy. Um, you know, thank you again, and. Uh, you know, we're, I, again, I think I appreciate you doing a series of shows and laying many things out for us. You know, tell the listeners again how they can get in touch with you. Sure. So I'm on all the different social media channels. Um, Amy Y Wan, that's A-M-Y-Y-W-A-N. Um, that's my Twitter, my LinkedIn. Um, they can find me on Facebook or uh, they can just go to bootstraplegal.com and book a free consultation. 
Great. Thanks again, Amy. I appreciate the listeners being with us today. I also hope you'll go to LifeBridge Capital and connect with me and go to our Facebook group so we can all learn from experts like Amy and, and grow our business together. And thank you all again. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.